Welcome to the Careers, Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University Belfast. This episode was recorded during a webinar featuring Mary McLaughlin and Diane Mason, who are both career consultants in Queen's University Belfast, and is hosted by Deidre Linsky from the Queen's Careers, Employability and Skills Department. Welcome to uh, Plan Your Strategy from Application to Offer Letter. Uh, my name is Deirdre Linsky and I'm the Student Manager here at Queen's University Careers and Employability Service. And I'm Diane Masson, I'm a Career Consultant at Queen's University Career Service. And I'm Mary McLaughlin, I'm also a Careers Consultant at Queen's University Career Service. And we very much welcome you uh, to this webinar. Um, we're going to spend the next 20 minutes or so um, talking around how to make the most out of um, planning and preparing to um, apply for uh, graduate jobs. So I'm going to start and ask Mary that wonderful question of Mary, how did you actually become a careers consultant for Queen's? Thanks, Deirdre. Um, so my path was not a straightforward one. I studied environmental studies at university. And after graduation, I wasn't totally sure on my career path, but I was open to taking opportunities that came my way and thinking about outside the box about the types of things that I could do with my degree. So I took an opportunity to volunteer with the US Peace Corps where I did environmental education with primary and secondary schools. And through that, I ended up doing a lot of guidance with students and helping them think through their career paths or further education. And I really enjoyed working with the students. And so then when I came back to the US, which is where I'm from, I did a lot of networking with local universities to learn about opportunities to work with students. And a professor told me about a career opening in the environmental school doing career services that he thought might be a nice fit. So I applied, I got the job and I loved it. And it was a great way to put both of my interests together. And then I continued to take opportunities that were came my way by um, finding a position here at Queens where I was looking for an opportunity to get abroad and to be near family that I have in Northern Ireland. So that's what brought me to Queens as a careers consultant. But I think the biggest things I learned are that your career can be sort of um, a winding path and to take opportunities that come your way and think outside the box. So for example, at the career fair, looking at the companies and the types of things they do beyond just the entry-level jobs that are open. So where's there room to grow within the company? Because you might find that your first job isn't your dream job, but as you're working somewhere, you might be able to make your way into a role that is more of your dream job. And also what's really important is networking and uh, meeting with people to learn about their career path, how they got to where they are. And that can really help you to find something that's a good fit as well as to learn about roles that you might not have otherwise heard about. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Mary. That's really, uh, really interesting and really delighted that you uh, did decide to come over here um, yeah, and join our team um, because it, it just it just shows that the diversity that we do that we do need. Diane, I'm not going to ask you the same question um, because I do know that you have been at Queen's for um, a number of years. I'm not going to know. I'm not going to count them. Um, but really what I wanted to, to know from you was um, the, the, the kind of um, things that you've noticed in students um, and advised students over the years, what are the kind of the common things that you really want to kind of give that message to students to, to say how to make the best out of um, the job, the job search and the job planning? Okay. 
Well, I mean, specifically in relation to the fair, I mean, yeah, I, I have been at Queen's for a number of years. I've been to lots of careers fairs during my time. Um, most of them have been face-to-face. -face. So mm -hmm. this is my first experience with a virtual fair as well. And it is a little bit different. But what I would say is the principles are basically the same. The, the purpose of a fair, as Mary said, is about networking with employers, whether it's face-to-face -face or it's online. So it's really about finding out what opportunities those employers have. Um, finding out about the work culture as well. Um, is it a kind of an organization that you feel you would thrive in and that you would um, have opportunity to develop and grow in? And is it, a, is it an organization that actually fits with your own values and your own interests? So it's about networking and asking those kinds of questions. But it's also about finding about job searching, about recruitment. So it's about asking those questions about how these employers recruit. First of all, when do they recruit? Some employers will have recruitment cycles. So what are those recruitment cycles? So that you know when the deadlines are, when you need to start applying and when you need to submit your application. And how do they recruit? What selection processes do they use? Because different employers will recruit in different ways and will use different selection processes. So now a fair is your opportunity to find out about all those things. I guess at a fair, it's, un it's unlikely that you will leave a fair with a definite job offer, but you should leave with um, armed with a lot more information. And mm -hmm. the better informed you are, the better equipped you are to make career decisions and make good career decisions. And also then to be better informed about how to perform well in the selection process. Lovely, thank you. Um, and yeah, just to pick up on a couple of things that you were saying there about the fact that this is the first time that we're doing a fair virtually. This is the first time that we're holding a webinar like this, um, you know, uh, just to let people know we're actually in the same building, but we're all in different rooms. Um, normally we would be, normally we would be in a stall, behind a stall, um, a physical stall. So we've all had to actually think out of the box. Um, and this is an opportunity for students um, to, to really kind of develop their, their skills in the online search for, for, for jobs and being able to yeah. communicate with employers online. Um, because quite often, um, certainly going forward, interviews and selection will be, will be more likely to take place online. So again, it's about using this fair as an opportunity to, to, talk, to, 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 to talk to employers online. Um, thinking about that then, Diane, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, my future, our careers um, management system. Um, because that's a great resource that we've got here at Queen's. Yeah. And how can students really make the most of that? And when I'm talking about students, I do mean at every level, because, of course, we're going to have students um, listening to us and watching us um, at all levels. They're not just going to be final year students. So how can um, we um, encourage students to, to, to use the platform more? But how can students actually use the platform more as well? Okay. Well, my future is basically our online platform. In terms of recruitment, it's where employers will advertise vacancies that are specifically targeted at Queen's students. Um, so the employers that are advertising on my future want you for a start, and that's something to bear in mind. Um, so it, would they advertise graduate opportunities? They advertise placements and internships and insight days, which can be one or two just short insight days 
um, which you know will enable you you know whether it's virtually or face to face i mean obviously in the good old days it used to be face to face when you could actually go into an organization and spend a day in in the new normal these kind of insight days are probably going to be virtual but they're still a really good way to find out about a work culture um, and, and as I said earlier, just to find out about the organisation, who they are, what they do, how they recruit, and whether it's an organisation that you feel fits with your values and will allow you opportunities to grow and progress. So, um, to access my future, you log in with your Queen's um, email and password, and then you will have access to a range of advertised opportunities. So, as I said, placements, opportunities, graduate jobs, insight days. Um, you can set filters on that for the sectors and the roles that you're interested in, and that will mean that you will um, receive job, alert, job alerts directly into your Queen's email that are specific to you and specific to the areas that you're interested in. So it's useful to do that. But as Mary said earlier as well, just in terms of thinking outside the box, it's really important that you read the information and you read the detail. So don't just look at um, a job title. Um, because you can maybe uh, jump to a, a conclusion that, oh, that job role, that doesn't apply to me, that doesn't apply to my subject. But actually, when you read on and you go on and you read the detail of the opportunity, it could be something that is applicable to you. So don't discard those kinds of opportunities and really, le really learn to read the information. Um, through my future as well, you can also access Going Global, which is an external platform where you can search for opportunities internationally. So if you want to look outside the UK, um, Europe, outside of Europe and worldwide, um, there's lots of opportunities um, advertised through the glowing, sorry, glow glowing. <laughs> well, the you, can glow, you can glow when you're going global. Yeah, so that, that's a good platform for searching for international opportunities. And then through my future, our international students um, can also access Student Circus. Um, which is um, opportunities for, for international students here studying at Queen's who want to look for work in the UK. So mm -hmm. there's lots of things that you can do um, through my future and, and that it's really useful for in terms of job specifically. Um, you know, other, other useful websites are um, maybe Prospects and Target Jobs, which are UK graduate careers websites. Grad Ireland would be the equivalent for the Republic of Ireland. So if you want to look mm -hmm. on Ireland, um, in the south of Ireland, that's really good um, to look at. And then there are sector-specific websites. So, for example, Gradcracker would advertise vacancies specifically for students studying STEM, studying STEM subjects, so science, engineering, and technology. And there are other sector-specific websites also, as well as looking directly on company websites. Yeah. And um, you know, the big graduate recruiters um, have really good information on their, their own company websites, so it's useful to, to look at those as well. And you'll find really good information about all of that, about how to use My Future and about other useful websites on our own career service website, which has lots of really good resources and information. Yeah, and I would also uh, like to take this opportunity, because you haven't done it yourself, is actually um, celebrate the careers consultants newsletters that get sent to yes. each, each individual student email box so students if you haven't opened one of those yet I definitely advise you to do that because you actually do an awful lot of the work you will actually find um, some jobs that you might put on that 
um, that newsletter and also top tips and other other networking opportunities and 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 things like that so um, it's really important that that students um, know that you are actually doing an awful lot um, to support them and to, to 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 help them in that job search yeah. Um, so I'm going to say it again, if you haven't opened up a careers newsletter, then please do. Um, Mary, my next question to you is around LinkedIn, um, because obviously we've, we've, we've heard about my future and social media, obviously, is, 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 is very, very, very important and a, and a, and a massive driver in terms of um, job searches. So how important is it for students to start thinking about their LinkedIn profile and um, any top tips around around that? Yeah, usually when I'm meeting with students, it's one of the things that I suggest in their job search is using things like my future, but also setting up a LinkedIn profile and using it to connect with people as well as to search mm -hmm. for jobs. So for those of you who aren't aware, LinkedIn is like a professional social media network. Um, so you typically are using it for more professional types of networking. And it also has jobs boards. So Diane mentioned checking companies' websites for roles. You should also follow them on LinkedIn. Any updates they have coming out of their company, um, news articles that they have will be shared on their LinkedIn sites, as well as many times when they're hiring, they'll have that shared on their LinkedIn site. Um, some companies will even post how they're doing recruitment in the coming year. So it's a great way to just to keep up to date with what companies are doing and to see if they have jobs posted. Um, some tips on using LinkedIn is when you're developing your profile to share most of the same things that you have on your CV. It shouldn't be completely different than what you have on your CV in terms of the skills and experience. But the nice part about LinkedIn is you have more space and here you can share a little bit more about your passions than you might be able to do in a CV. So it does allow you to share a bit more, um, including things like projects you've done. You can link to um, maybe articles you've written. If you have a website, you can link to that in your LinkedIn profile. So it definitely allows you to put a lot more on display. And you can also get people to put you references right on your LinkedIn profile so that if an employer goes to your page, they can see um, maybe from a previous employer a nice statement about the work that you've done. So it's a one-stop place where an employer can look and see all the great things that you're doing and the passion that you have for the industry. Um, so do take the time to develop out your LinkedIn profile as you're starting the job search. And then you can use it to connect also with Queen's alumni um, who may have graduated from your particular program. You might find a Queen's alum who's working at an organization that you're really interested in. So you can connect with them and feel free to reach out to people through LinkedIn, let them know that you're looking for a job, ask them if they have time to meet for a chat on Teams to talk about how they got to where they are in their career path. So the side to all this virtual networking is that it's something you can do anytime, anywhere. So use it to your advantage to connect with people and um, try to learn more about how they got to where they are and how perhaps they might be able to help get you into organizations. Um, and also um, make sure that you're just staying up to date with companies on there so that you know when you're in interviews, what types of things are going on in the industry and you can share that information to show that you've done your research. So it can be a really great resource in all stages from the job search to the interview process and helping you to land that job. Thank you, thanks very much. So um, the two of you have given us some really, really useful um, information and, and, and advice. Um, I suppose one of the things that I would really like to, to, to kind of 
focus on now is 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 kind of like top tips for for students as they're going through this um, virtual fair, but also sort of like planning for, for for the future. So, what if you were going to you know you had you only had a couple of minutes, but you really wanted to to, to, to point. Uh, students in the right direction what would you be really asking them to make sure that they take note of when they're um, starting to apply for jobs can I ask Diane first um I guess one of my top tips would be not to leave things to the last minute um and that applies to job search first of all but it also applies to the application process so in terms of job search, you know, it's never too early to start your research. And that's what this virtual fair is all about. You know, this is about doing that really important research. Um, research the sectors that you want to work in. Who are the employers in those sectors? When do they recruit? How do they recruit? And also think about what you want. Um, you know, as I said earlier, what kind of organisation do you want to work in? And that, that starts with really understanding yourself, yourself and understanding your strengths understanding, and understanding your values and your interests and then finding an employer that is aligned to that. And the more time you spend doing your research, the more likely you are to find an employer that fits with your values and your aspirations and the more likely you then are to succeed in your future career. So research is really important and it's really important that you start that research early. So don't leave it to the last minute. But also in relation to the application process, don't leave it to the last minute. You know, um, make sure you know when the deadline is um, and make sure that you submit your application by the deadline. I think with online applications and even before um, all our work moved to online. Um, most employers, the initial stage of the process was an, an online application. I think it can be very tempting when you're completing an application online to leave it to the last minute because you think I can just sit down at my laptop, you know, put in the information really quickly, hit submit and that's it done. But applications take time and effort. And it's really important to remember that. And if you want, it, it, it's your first point of contact potentially with an employer. You need to make a good impression and you need to put in time and you need to put in effort. In, in effort. Um, so make sure that when you click submit, you're doing that well before the deadline. I have students that have been working on an application. I mean, bear in mind, you can start an application. You can normally save it and come back to it. Sometimes it's good to do that as well you know, to maybe sleep on it, revisit it with fresh eyes the next day, make sure that you're completely happy with it before you submit it. But I've known students who've been working on an application right up to the deadline, and then maybe they go to click submit and there's maybe technical issues, or they have to wait for the page to refresh, and they miss the deadline. And if your application is submitted one minute after the deadline, it's disregarded. So don't leave it to, to the last minute. Um, and my other top tip would be um, to make sure that you target your application. And unfortunately, that means that there's no such thing as a standard application or a standard CV. Um, you can't just cut and paste from one application into another. So treat each application as a new one. 
um, it's really important that you tailor your application to meet the competencies that that employer is looking for. Um, so you need to understand what the employer is looking for. And that again comes back to your research, look at the company website. If you have a job description and person spec, that will set out very clearly the criteria that the employer is looking for, but you won't always have that. So that's why you need to then do your own research by looking on the company website, making the most of networking events like this fair, like our other employer panels to really find out what the employer is looking for and make sure that your application is tailored to that particular um, employer. Yeah, thank you. Before I go on to Mary, I'd just like to say a couple of points on that. Um, as somebody that has been on uh, recruitment panels uh, for a number of years, um, reiterating that point that treating every application like uh, a separate one is really important. The amount of times I've read personal statements where um, the job title has changed throughout the personal statement because somebody hasn't um, looked at it you know from the very beginning it's really important and i think the other thing is around word or character limit um mm -hmm. and that's again why it's really important to to to, to prepare uh, well before the the deadline date because you know actually having to to, to put something into a thousand words or a thousand characters uh, takes a lot of, of time to prepare um and the students especially those that are writing essays you know two and a half thousand um, deadline um, word limit is what is what we're used to. So it's again, it's about kind of you know, it's a, it's a different type of writing, isn't it? It's a different type of writing. Yeah. So Mary, can I just ask then, in terms of the fair, is there anything that you would like to to leave students with in terms of top tips or um, important pieces of information? Does everything Diane said was great, spot on, um, especially the researching companies piece and really finding a company that you um, think would be a good fit for you because that's where you can grow into a role that um, would be a really sort of a job that could be your dream job. Um, the other thing in researching companies, also thinking about yourself and your skills. Diane mentioned knowing yourself is really important, but identifying your skills. In order to tailor your application to the job, you have to have known where do I have the skills um, that fit in with this role. So taking the time to really think through your experiences and how you develop skills that are going to help you in your future career. And in particular, through part-time jobs and extracurricular activities, I think students tend to underestimate their experiences and to really downplay the skills that they do have um, from those types of experiences. So make sure when you're thinking through those part-time jobs and things that you've done, what types of skills have you gained that might be relevant to a future job? And it might not be that you stock shelves, maybe that is important, maybe not. But what probably is important is that you've communicated with people, maybe you've trained people. Um, and those are the types of skills that any employer is going to want to have someone with those skills on their team. So think through what you've done and identify your own skills and how they can benefit your future employer. And that's how you're really going to show that you're a great fit for any role. Brilliant, thank you. Um, so hopefully, um, those of you that are watching this have um, had the opportunity to, to really get some key ideas um, and top tips around how to prepare yourself. Um, just following on from what Mary was just saying, what uh, we want to remind you is that you don't have to do all of that uh, preparation alone. 
careers consultants, um, Mary and Diane are just two of our team. Um, we have many more in the student development team to support you and you can actually make appointments, one-to-one uh, -one appointments with careers consultants on my future, um, on the booking, on the booking um, part of the, the, of the platform. So please do make an appointment with us um, to really go through um, how to support you in your application. You have been listening to Find Your Future, a podcast from Careers, Employability and Skills at Queen's University Belfast. For more career helps and advice, visit go.qb.ac.uk careers.